so often we can't see how God is going to use us. And yet he does use us indeed. There is nothing that we cannot do. Our age, our sex, our own perceived ability should not be in a barrier to God. It is only our failure to act which might hinder God's purposes. Reading is Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. Reading from the NIV version of the Bible. I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire on a launder's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness, and the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord, as in days gone by, as in former years. Before we go on to our second reading, there's just a few things I'd like us to consider from the passage which we've just read. The passage from Malachi, foretelling the sending of a messenger who will prepare the way before God, for God. And as that way is prepared, it says that suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. Followed by a question, who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? There's a question. There's a challenge. And I think this morning what we can say in all certainty is the fact that we can all stand before God. Not because we are righteous and not because we have done anything worthy but because we have been forgiven by the Son of God. The Son of God who was born at Christmas, who came as a babe to live a life as we have, to experience our problems, our issues, to fully understand what it is like to be human. We can stand before God because Jesus stands before us. Jesus holds our hand. Jesus supports us and takes upon himself our failings. And the reading says he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. This is our God. 
This is Jesus who is cleansing us from within. And as in any form of refining, anything which is impure, anything which shouldn't be within us will be removed and we will be made whole. What a promise that Christmas is all about. That is the gift that we really want to look at as we think of Christmas, as we think of the the Advent, the time of coming, the time when God fulfills his promises. We should learn that God uses prophets and messengers to get his message across. And that as a people today, we should still expect God to speak to us through whoever he chooses. God certainly hasn't stopped passing messages through intermediaries. It could be you. What would you do if you were being called this morning to proclaim a message for God? Is it harder today to recognise God working through his servants? Do we feel that the time of prophets and messengers has passed away? I think there's some difficult questions and we need to sometimes think about them. But last week when I was speaking at Sheldon, we looked at the hope that we have in God. The message of hope is given through God's prophets and his messengers, and it's given as much to us today as it was 2000 years ago. You know, without a people who were prepared to speak out with God's message, the messages that God has for us today become muted and hidden. So this Christmas, let's become God's mouthpieces. As the prophets of old, we need to proclaim his message, a message of hope, of power. It's a message not only for those outside of the church, but for those within. Jesus spoke of leaving a messenger who will teach us all things. But to be taught all things is one thing. It's carrying out that teaching, which is more important, that we can actually use what we've been given. You know, God will change us if we let him. He'll change us from within and from without. From within, as the Holy Spirit moves in us and blesses us and teaches us. From without, as we listen to those people around us that God chooses to use to speak to us. At that time, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert. So John went throughout the whole territory of the River Jordan, preaching, Turn away from your sins and be baptised, and God will forgive your sins. As it is written in the book of the prophet Isaiah, Someone is shouting in the desert, Get the road ready for the Lord, make a straight path for him to travel. Every valley must be filled up, every hill and mountain levelled off. The winding roads must be made straight and the rough paths made smooth. All mankind will see God's salvation.
we've just had this New Testament reading where we're looking at the calling of John the Baptist and him going out into the wilderness. He came from a family that was part of the Levite tradition and certainly part of one of the recognized families. His father, Zechariah, was a priest and he was descended from Abijah, who was a descendant of Aaron. Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron and Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous before the Lord. They were an elderly couple. Elizabeth was barren. And yet God gave her a child. You know, this is the family that John was born into. He himself was a part of God's plan. And I found myself wondering as I was preparing this service, why it was that the call of God came to John when he was already in the wilderness. And I wonder if that was because he was seeking God's guidance for where he should be going. You know, it was common practice back in that time and even since then that people would go into a period of seclusion to see God's plan for their lives. Solitude can be good to concentrate our minds upon God. But in today's life and with our commitments that we have, it can be very hard to find a place for solitude. But sometimes we do need to find even 10 minutes of peace and of quiet where we are away from everything else so that we can go and ask God to teach us of his plan for each one of us. To go up into a bedroom or to go into the conservatory or wherever we are, that we can just be quiet and listen to God. I mean, we look at the history of the church and we see hermits who have gone away to spend years alone seeking God's plan for their lives. So here we are, we see that John is found in the wilderness and he hears the call of God. What we're not told is exactly the words that John, that John hears, but we know that he received the command from God and then acts upon it because it says to us, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah in the wilderness. And resulting from that, it says he went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. So God had chosen John to fulfill a task for him. It was why John's parents were chosen so late in life to give birth to a son. The family would have been known in the area around them as being quite unusual to have a child at such an old age. Elizabeth, they believe, was between 80 to 90 years old. So quite old, certainly not quite where we would expect ladies to be having babies. And yet God used her to carry this messenger of his coming son. So I think initially when John starts to speak the word, he probably already had a number of people that were watching him because he was so unusual. He would have had a, had a reputation among the locals in the area as being 
born to a woman who should not have been able to give birth to him. You know, as being part of the Levite tradition and a member of the chosen family, he had the likelihood of people following him. And later on, we see that he had his own disciples because he sends them to inquire of Jesus as to whether he was the one they were waiting for. John hears God's command and he starts to act upon it. By doing so, he fulfills the words of the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth. You know, when we look now in hindsight at the prophecy of Isaiah, it's clear that it is speaking of the coming of John the Baptist. And isn't it so often the case that hindsight means that we can recognise the truth of what's being told now? It's further brought out as Jesus' ministry moves ahead into the final act of Jesus' ultimate sacrifice, because that foretelling in Isaiah goes on to continue to speak about what God is going to do. So as we come into this period of Advent, it is a time of looking back. It's also a time of looking forward, a time to wait expectantly for the fulfilment of promise. Part of following a command is to respond. John responds to God by following his commands. And the same is true for us. When we hear the word of God, we should always act. It isn't always easy to know what it is that God has got us to do. That a command that he has got for us, but we should need to learn to listen. And then to follow Sometimes if we're a little bit doubtful as whether or not the call is right for us, we should speak to those around us and ask them for guidance as well. Certainly pray about it. But each one of us who believes in Jesus can be used to fulfill his promises. And if we ask others to say, if, is God speaking to you anything that will help me to decide, then I'm sure we will find those answers. And as we respond to God's call, we will start to see God's will being worked out. You know, sometimes we will question why God has called us to do a work for him. And we wouldn't be alone in that. Many of the Old Testament prophets and characters definitely had doubts about whether they were the correct person for the task and were able to do what they'd been asked of them. Moses is a prime example. He certainly argued with God and said, I'm not the one. I can't speak. I can't do this. I can't do that. And he came out with every possible excuse he could to, to try to convince God that he wasn't the right person for the job. Jonah, he attempted to run away from his call. God had different plans for both. And ultimately, they both had to respond to God's, God's commands. You know, it's natural for us to doubt our ability to do what God re requires of us. We can struggle to understand how God can use us because we know our own failings. 
But we need to understand that when we do get called to do something for God, it's not in our own strength. It's in the power of the risen Jesus. And that as we move forward, there will be results. Sometimes those results will be immediate, but often they may well be years away. We don't know the timing. But if we act and follow those commands, God will fulfill his plans. When we look at the passage of Isaiah, we see that it was written about 700 to 730 years before John the Baptist actually started to witness for Jesus. And in much the same way as a farmer prepares land ready to take a new crop and looks forward to the future, this is what the prophets do. They are preparing that land for whatever it is that God wants to grow in it. You know, God still has a need for prophets, for messengers to let people know of his love for them. Are you being called this morning to respond? Are you perhaps, as you watch this video, finding that you have a clear calling to do something for God? You may well know that God has called you to do a work, but you don't know what it is. So I would say this morning, perhaps take yourself to a time where you can just separate yourself and just listen for God's voice and to act upon it. One thing that we need to be careful of is not to find barriers where there aren't any. Perhaps we feel that age is against us, that we have no ability, that nobody will listen to us. They all may seem valid reasons in the natural world, but we're not talking in the natural world. We're talking spiritual. God works in the spiritual realm where all things are possible. It started really going way, way back, even before the time of Elizabeth. We look at the time of Abraham and Sarah. She became pregnant at the age of 90 to 91. And Sarah, when she was 90 years old, to be told the fact that she was going to have a baby, she laughed. She couldn't see how it was going to happen. And so often we can't see how God is going to use us. And yet he does use us indeed. There is nothing that we cannot do. Our age, our sex, our own perceived ability should not be in a barrier to God. It is only our failure to act which might hinder God's purposes. And it might be that like Jonah, if we try to escape from it, God will pull us back kicking and screaming. Because if he has a work to be done, we may well be the person to do it. So maybe this morning, God is speaking to you that you have doubts of your ability. Join the club of doubters who have been prepared to step out in faith, to move on, to trust God. Perhaps God is calling you to do a church, a work within the local church. I have no idea. Perhaps he's calling you to witness for him. Whatever it is God is calling you for, let's just try and seek to follow.
to do what he would have us do.
content in this podcast is adapted from recorded Zoom services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved. Thank you.